Welcome to our third podcast in the Delta County Land Use Regulation podcast series. I'm Elise Ackerman Castleberry, the Community and Economic Development Director for Delta County. I'm really excited to present this conversation that we have had with you about civility and how civility applies to land use regulations. Delta County has changed a lot over the last several years. We have fourth and fifth generation farmers and ranchers living next door to urbanites escaping the city. Our ways of life, our values, our politics, we see this coming into more and more conflict with one another. In Delta County, we see these conflicts on the biggest scale when we discuss issues like the use of public lands or the differences between organic and traditional farming. We see these conflicts when we have and hear conversations that appear to pit our different communities against one another. The reality is, is that Delta County has a lot of wonderful things happening. We have amazing people that live in this county and we have amazing communities. We want to figure out what we can do to help make Delta County the best place it possibly can be for everybody that lives here today and everybody that will be coming here tomorrow. Delta County is updating its land use regulations and considering zoning Delta County. Delta County is one of three or four counties left in the state without zoning. Our land use regulations are cumbersome, they pit neighbors against neighbors, and they're unpredictable. We want a better set of land use tools to work with. There are county residents that are strongly opposed to regulation of any kind and others that want more regulation than perhaps we are comfortable with. We have to find a balance between these two perspectives so that we can address our broader vision goals and issues as a county and have that balanced against our individual liberties. We often hear things like, it's my right to do with my property as I please. I don't want my neighbor to do that because it impacts my property rights. I was here first, so my rights are more important than the rights of the person that came after me. Whether it's a new subdivision, a new business proposal, or a new agricultural operation, we want to find better ways to work through our conflicts. This podcast is intended to help people step back and think through the importance of civil discourse and the importance of respecting differing opinions, lifestyles, politics, religion, cultures, and everything else that defines us as individuals and communities. This conversation is about the importance of looking for and finding different perspectives and approaches, and ultimately asking everybody to take a step back and think about how you can contribute to what is likely going to be a very difficult conversation in a more positive manner, and hopefully ask you as an individual participating to come to the conversation a little more open-minded and ready to listen to what your neighbors have to say. In turn, the county is committing to do the same for you, our neighbors, our community members, as we get ready to kick off our land use update process. For this podcast, I sat down and spoke with some of our journalists around Delta County. They have a unique perspective on what is happening in our county. They talk with everybody. They hear all sides of every issue. And I thought it would be interesting to hear their perspective on what civility is and what we as a county can do better to be more civil towards one another. With that, I'm going to let the rest of this conversation speak for itself. And I hope this is very thought-provoking for everybody. For this podcast, I sat down with Allie Lightfoot, Eric Gould, and Pat and Randy Sunderland, all of whom have spent the last several years covering stories in our county. 
because I had such wonderful conversations with each and every one of them, I have decided to break this podcast really into several parts. So the first part of this civility podcast is my conversation with Allie Lightfoot. Allie really helps me set the tone for why we're having this conversation in the first place and, and really the challenges that we have as a county and that, that we've got to think about and that we need to put some good thinking to. Next, you'll hear in the second segment, my conversation with Pat and Randy, and then follow it up with my conversation with Eric Gould. You will need to download each segment separately as they will show up as separate episodes within the podcast. Uh, but there's a lot to think about here and some really good, honest conversations, and I hope you enjoy it. With that, let's turn to my conversation with Allie Lightfoot. So what I'm interested in in this conversation with you tonight is both getting you, maybe we can get our wheels turning with this conversation, but what I'm really interested in is somebody who has spent years out talking to community members and kind of has to listen to all sides of a of an issue or a concern or a problem. Um, and then you witness how everybody handles it. I'm curious about your own um, observations and insights as to what we as a community could do better, whether it's, you know, what can we as a community do better? Um, that's something I'm really interested in hearing from you about. Well, on one hand, I think this community does community better than anywhere else I've ever experienced. And it took me years to realize how they do it. I do sort of see myself as an outsider um, when I say how they do it, because obviously everyone's different and is sort of approaching these things differently. But what I noticed is right away that you you don't get to escape the people that are in your town here, even in Delta County. Um, you're going to run into them again. They're going to know somebody who knows somebody is, who's your banker's sister or your child's teacher's brother. Or in other words, you, you better start being a good community member in this community or this community will notice. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. You have sense. to rise to the occasion. Um, and sometimes that means showing up. It just means showing up to things that people are trying to do in this community that they care about. Sometimes it means helping them with something logistical, like helping them move, get move something out of their car or help them mend a fence or, you know, um, the things that we all need to kind of keep our lives together um and that's all good that's all amazing that's been a beautiful thing the whole time I've lived here the part that I kind of worry about sometimes is because of that people often don't solve problems instead what they do in a the water issue the sort of water crisis that we had here in Peonia is maybe a, an example. So everyone's going to help everybody. Everybody's going to pitch in. The people that work for the town of Peonia were amazing. I had the sheriff came and hooked me up with firewood when we didn't have heat for a night. There were community members handing out water. It was this like 
you could really see how this community can rally and help each other out. And it didn't, doesn't matter who you are. Um, but, um, like you don't have to be in that little circle of friends or whatever to get to feel like those people are looking out for you. Um, but you know, then we all just sort of drop the subject and we're not going to talk about the water situation anymore. You know, we sort of, <clears throat> we don't go the extra mile that it might take to actually figure out what the problem was, why it happened and, and how we're going to solve it and hold people accountable um, and keep circling back to that. Like what happened there? Why was our water, um, you know, what, what pipes were it? How much water did we lose? What is the situation with our water tanks and those kinds of things? And really that's partly a, um, that happened to me because I've been doing news. So those are the kinds of things that you have to look into. You can't just blame the town for everything and you can't, um, not hold them accountable as well to answer questions. Right. So there's, uh, I think sometimes people shy away from digging deeper because they don't want to offend their neighbor or their neighbor's friend or who knows what the connection is, you know? Uh, so in some ways communication breaks down when things get hard because we know that the ramifications of getting into any kind of um, political or heated discussion with somebody, something that we're feeling very passionate about, then it's suddenly you're having to like avoid them on the street and those kinds of things. Yeah, I find that, um, you know, so, so much of what I have the pleasure of doing on a day-to-day -day basis is oftentimes bumping into that issue, into those areas of controversy. You've got somebody wants one thing, somebody wants something else. Somebody doesn't like what you've done. Somebody else loves it. Um, someone might blame something, someone for something. Um, but we don't really figure out how to get past it. And we're, I'm hopeful that this opportunity that we've had with the work that the county's doing, um, I think it's the beginning of a process by which we figure out how to solve tough issues better and actually solve them, not just be upset about them. And, and I see that regularly, that people are upset, but we don't have a conversation about what should we do about it. It's it's just the way it is. And and we're actually trying to shake that up right now and say we can solve some problems. So let's figure out how to solve them. Right. And I find, too, that you can't just go when you do have a problem and there's an official that might be able to change the way things are or help you with your problem. Obviously, if you go in there screaming at them and accusing them of like, you know, horrible things, then that sort of shuts the co communication down. Mm -hmm. um, it's more about making people accountable, just asking questions and really listening to the answers, you know, instead of just being furiously angry and then dropping it completely. That's what I see happen um, a lot here in terms of problem solving. It's just sort of, it's almost like people don't, ha maybe they don't have the time 
to really sit down and solve problems. That's one thing that you're so busy just trying to make ends meet or do whatever your daily activities are that you don't you don't have time to really delve in very deeply. Well, and so in theory, the people like myself who work for the county or, you know, whether you're talking about somebody that works for the town or the elected officials, that's what we're here to do. And so you have to have trust that 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 those problems are going to get solved, whether you're personally engaging with it or not. And so um, that issue of of trust um, is critically important to the work that we do in building community. And what I see is that we have it in a lot of places. We have trust, we have community trust, but when we don't have it, we have serious challenges in just having a meaningful conversation that doesn't just digress into, I don't like it. I don't Mm. like you. I don't want it. I don't, you know, it's, we don't get, we don't solve problems. We just point out what we don't like Mm -hmm. about things. So, yeah, but I also found that I had a hard time with that too. How do you, I guess what I, I would love to know from you is how did you figure out how to let people air their grievance and See, what I always found is when people would call here with a complaint, I just would agree with them. I'd be like, oh my God, you're right. That's terrible that we did that. And it's really wrong that we got rid of that show that you loved. Like, I would just agree with them because honestly, most of the time I did agree with them. So I don't find myself, I never found myself after about two years of doing the job where I felt very defensive if I just agreed with them. Can you just agree? Does that ever happen in in your work where you're just like, I know the county sucks <laughs> or, you know, I well, understand why you're totally frustrated with that thing. I, that one right there. I, I do understand a lot of people's frustrations and, and, um, and I see why they're frustrated. Um, and so, yes, I think when I'm talking with somebody who was on the bad end of the deal, right? Because right. not everybody always wins and what we do. Um, and so when I'm talking to that person that was mm. on the bad end of that deal, whatever that deal might have been, yeah, I can understand their frustration. And what they might not see is what what we're trying to do to learn from those and, and make adjustments and changes. And, and it goes back to not everybody can always win. And, and fortunately we're oftentimes the ones in the position of not we, we, the, the government, Mm -hmm. um, I'm thankfully not the decision maker. I'm just the chugging engine behind it oftentimes, but, um, I'm, I don't envy the decision makers because they are the ones that have to make tough decisions. They're the ones that have to decide who wins sometimes and who doesn't win sometimes. And that does upset people. Mm. And what I hope is that we can get to a point where when we're the ones on the end losing end, we can understand why that decision was the way it was, even if we don't like it. And that we know that we were heard, Mm. um, but that for whatever reasons, they, things went another way and we don't have to like that. Maybe we have to live with it, though, and we can move on and get to the next conversation 
and and learn from it all of us mm. and and find a positive way forward instead of digging our heels in mm-hmm. and and we see that you know people on all sides of the issues will dig their heels in and be unwilling to look for a new approach or a new way forward um that that we can that mm-hmm. that we can learn this time and try again in a different way mm-hmm. next time and and I don't know if people can see that cuz government is such a murky thing mm-hmm. for so many people so how do we start breaking that down how do mm. we how do we the county um help people that want to engage engage in a way that is meaningful where mm-hmm. they do feel heard mm-hmm. and i think part of that is is coming up with a collective understanding of what it means to be heard. Mm. Does being heard mean I get my way? Mm-hmm. Is that the only way that you as an individual can feel heard is if you win? Mm-hmm. I think if that's our definition, then none of us are ever going to win. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? I think we have to have a kind of a common community understanding of what that looks like and a a community agreement that um, we in spite of what happens today, we continue and we try it again tomorrow and we mm-hmm. make that commitment to one another that we're not going to stop working mm-hmm. towards a better outcome each time we do something. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think what else can you do? Like that's, that's sort of life. Like yeah. you got, you win some, you lose some, basically yeah. you have good days and bad days i think the problem is is when somebody feels like they're always on the losing end yeah no you're right yeah there because there are people that just can't catch a break um for one reason or another and i think when you're telling a person like that like sorry you don't win this time (laughs) over and over and over and over and over and over and over again i mean that might even be someone who just wishes that they lived in a county where Democrats would win occasionally as as um, a representative for them in Delta County. Um, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but like you might want to move to a county where <laughs> where that might happen more often um, because it's not you can't every year be disappointed that you're living in a, in a Republican County. I would say there are some people that just continually are disappointed by their County government because of that, you know? Um, And I'm not saying that the solution is always to move, but I do think if you find yourself getting angry about the same things over and over and over again, then those might be the, the issues that um, aren't going to change real easily and and maybe move on to something that you actually could have some impact and control over. It's a national problem too. It's not just this county. Um, In fact, this county almost seems more, the rest of the country could take a lesson from this county and how well we've sort of, been able to coexist as they say yeah. <laughs> um with all these sort of stronger political viewpoints all mixed into the same very small area um and i find that 
it's even more partisan in places where you have all of one particular um, political viewpoint represented, then those factions start to argue amongst each other. So you would have people on the far left that don't agree with anything that's, you know, other people in the far left think. You have people in the far right that don't all agree, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and here we've got, we have such a mix that honestly, you probably do know someone. I mean, everyone here knows someone who's a Republican or a Libertarian or a hippie or a, you know, a Green Party or a, we probably know at least one person, one friend or neighbor that fits into any of those categories. And I think that's what makes us wonderful. And I, I honestly believe that if we can figure out, and, and maybe I shouldn't, I, that's sounding as if I feel like we've never done it. I think we have a long history of getting through difficult conversations and finding a way forward. And I do think that's going to get more challenging as more people move into this county, as our county continues to change. So what can we do today to build a stronger foundation so that we can continue to somehow always get over the other side of that hump mm. when we have to? I think that's I, yeah, part I of this. Know what, I don't know what people can do, but I know what I've done. I can only just speak for what how, how it's worked well for me. And that is that you don't come into any anything with a whole lot of assumptions. It's the same way in a workplace or any kind of community organizing that you're doing. I had training as an actress. It's the same when you're when you're learning how to um, play a character in a play. The idea is that you don't go in with judgments about that character. You're trying to figure out every single thing about them, what makes them tick, where they're coming from, their history, you know, why they're in the state that they're in, um, without with withholding judgment. Um, and so you can't even figure out where people are coming from or what they're what the truth is unless you people are comfortable enough to share it with you. And the only way that they can be comfortable enough to share it with you is if they feel like they're not being attacked. Um, and so the kind of activity that you have on, for instance, the Payonia message board, I've seen things start out as attacks where they're at each other's throats and it goes back and forth and there's like 150 comments and they're accusing each other of all kinds of horrible things. And then finally someone says, this is, Hey, you're hurting my feelings now. And there's like sort of a, a, a breakdown where, where each of the, the parties figures out how to be friends in a way. And kind of, I know this sounds crazy, but I've seen it happen in a couple of the threads on the Panya message board where you have people with completely opposite political views both accusing each other of being, you know, get using fake news to get their information or whatever. And they, they have it out. They have an argument online and then they kind of make up and they can, they, they, they find some common ground somewhere, even if it's just like, we're both people and we both like have families, you know, and that's all we have in common. Um, 
But that having something in common is powerful. Yeah. It's but really sometimes powerful. Sometimes you have to have a terrible fight to get there. Yeah. I, sometimes you have, you really have to like get to the place where somebody can do the only thing they can do is tell you the where they're coming from and their their truth, you know? Yeah, I don't think we need to shy away from fights. I just yeah. think we need to learn how to fight nicer, more fair. Yeah, more... because honestly you you get I guess my point is you get to that place a lot sooner without having to go there. If you're able to to sit down, the, those guys that were probably losing sleep at night figuring out how they were going to respond to that that Facebook post, <laughs> if they would have sat down with that person and had coffee with them right off the bat and said, you know, this is weird, you're you're my friend, not that I'm suggesting people do this, Who who has time for this, you know? That's why I don't engage in those kinds of conversations on Facebook because I don't have time. But if it matters that much to you and you really want somebody that lives in your town or your neighbor to understand where you're coming from, don't do it on Facebook like that. I mean, you'll get there eventually, but it's it takes a lot less time and energy to sit down and, and right away assume this person has, they're coming from a good place. Ultimately, they're probably not out here to like destroy me um, or my family or any all the things I care about, you know, Um, because if you're starting from that place, you're not going to get to the truth for a long time. And I think that's part of what this conversation that I'm, I'm hoping we start having is about is that is in, you know, person to person. Um, person to their elected official, person to staff, um, community to community, that we're all, we all want good things to happen. Yeah. And none of us are out to do harm, but we've got some tough nuts to crack. And how do we crack those together? Right. Um, Or if you don't want to be part of cracking cracking the nut, how, let me crack the nut and, and step you know, right? I'm like, getting a weird, it's getting either, a weird analogy. No, no, I know what you mean, though. It's sort of like either let's have this out and figure this out, or mm-hmm. can you, if that's not really what you're after, if you're not really after figuring this out with me, then can you at least leave me alone so I can try to move forward? Yeah, yeah. I think we've got to give, give more give and take from people. Yeah. So, yeah, less. You don't ever want to be in the situation where you're you're feeling like someone is only out to sabotage you or vice versa. You get in a mind frame where all you want to do is sabotage someone. It's not ever productive. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go back to the very root of this. So the, the idea here is approaching community conversations through the the lens of civility. Yeah. What does that even mean? Civility. Civility. Yeah. When I first, my immediate thing when, when you said that is I, I thought people being nice to each other, that's like the thing that pops into my mind first with civility. But I think it's actually a lot more complicated than that. It's, um, yeah, it just goes back to trying to get to someone's truth without attacking them. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it sounds like an easy concept, but it's not. Um, 
So since I've started thinking about this concept, it's kind of like when you get a new car. Well, I never get new cars, but new to me car. Yeah. And then you suddenly see your car everywhere. Uh-huh. Like, oh, hey, there's my my new car. Oh, there's my new yeah, car. Yeah, everyone drives these. So it's, that's been <laughs> happening with this topic. Like all of a sudden I'm noticing that this might be a topic of the hour. Um, like NPR has had some stories on it recently. Right. Um, I've found several like websites. Um, I've had other people emailing me webinars that, that they're suddenly noticing too. And I do, I think what it is, I think what civility means is that that I personally uh, am going to do my best to enter into a difficult conversation in a way that is respectful to the other people involved and that I'm going to do my best to try to find a positive way forward through that conversation. I, I think as a community, this concept only works if we're all making that commitment to one another. It's like a a pact, right? We yeah. as a community know we have some difficult things to deal with, um, whether it's a crisis or whether it's trying to figure out what to do with land use or whether it's talking about other gnarly issues that are happening. It's a commitment that I personally, it's all I can do is me. I personally am going to approach it just in the most respectful way possible. Right. Um, and then having a communal conversation about that, um, and then maybe the more of us that are approaching those conversations that way, the more likely we are to find a solution that more of us can agree on. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to this land use conversation that we're having, um, go back to the master plan process even a year ago, we have been saying to people, this whole process, this whole conversation, it's not about telling your neighbor what they can and can't do. Mm-hmm. So about thinking about what you want to do. And I think the civility conversation is the mere conversation. This isn't about telling you how you should behave. It's about thinking about how I should behave or mm-hmm. how I should participate. Um, and, and I think that goes for us individually, but I think it also goes for the county. Um, we can make ourselves available in multiple ways, but the community has to engage with us in multiple ways then too. So, um, we can be criticized for not doing enough, um, or we can just, and we can take that bad and get in a corner and pout because people don't like that what we're doing, or we can just keep trying. And, and I think that's where we're at right now. We are trying to find different ways of communicating with folks and making ourselves available. And, and frankly, the one-on-one conversation is quite often the most effective way. Um, if somebody doesn't feel like they're being heard, um, picking up the phone is... you'll get reception to that Mm -hmm. coming to a meeting um reaching out communicating it goes both ways we have to create that two-way street Mm -hmm. and um yeah i know i've noticed too that people don't read anything that you send out in an email you know you'll you'll send out hundreds and hundreds of emails to everybody to try to get them to come to a meeting or explaining a new you know plan or procedure or something like that and then you end up realizing that you end up repeating everything out loud to a group of people that was all in the email that they should have read (laughs) but that's because no one 
I think people are so inundated with information that honestly, the only way you can get someone's attention anymore is to sit down and have a face-to-face -face conversation with them. Otherwise, they're off, they're in their phones, they're trying to catch up to something. So, yeah, yeah no, we have to make a lot of time for that. Yeah, we do. But it's worth it. It is worth it. You can accomplish so much more so much faster with those one-on-one -on -one conversations. Yeah, and they're, they're important. They need to happen, and um, we need to figure out ways to make them happen. So you just have to set up meetings with like 500 people, Elise. That's well, all. Well, <laughs> we kind of have been doing that. Like, um, we haven't gotten 500 at one meeting. I actually would love to have that problem. I would love to have 500 people show up to a meeting. Um, we get 50, uh -huh. which is good. Like, yeah, that's that's good. great. I'm excited when I when we have a meeting and there's 50 people there. I, you know, like our last two community forums, there's been about 50 people at each one, and um, and that's exciting. That's great. Um, I'd love it if 500 people showed up and, and were wanting and ready to talk about how to solve a problem Yeah. rather than, and I don't want to sound wrong is, you know, you can complain about a problem, but how, how do we get beyond just complaining about it and actually solving it? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of this conversation should be about. So you must ask that question a lot. You must say, that's nice. How do you propose we solve it? And do people have good ideas? You know, I don't think we ask that question enough. I'm not sure that that, that is always the approach. You know, I think about like if somebody comes in with a land use application and the neighbor doesn't like it, um, we, we don't necessarily go to them and say, well, what should we do about it? And I don't know that, I, I literally don't know are people receptive to that approach because we get the complaint mm -hmm. and then you try to solve the complaint, you solve the problem, but there's not that two-way communication around it. Right. And so yeah. I don't know I, I, we have room for improvement in how we approach those kinds of things. And, and whether that's, um, you know, a County related issue or, or, you know, a, a challenge in our, our school or, or whatever, I'm not sure we actually get to that level of, conversation and I would be great if we could like if we all came to the table and yes we're here to complain but we're also here to solve it how do we create that space for that to happen mm -hmm. yeah I think that's the, the million dollar mm -hmm. question for this process and this conversation do you think that it matters so much political party in this county does that really you know change the arguments that you see happening is it like for instance is a if, if there's a planning issue and a neighbor comes to you and they say I don't like the way my neighbor's doing this thing is it because their neighbor's a democrat and they're or vice versa no I don't see that in that in that example I think the place where maybe your political leanings matters is when issues around oil and gas come up I think Outside of that issue, at least in a lot of what I deal with, mm -hmm. that's less important. Mm -hmm. And and it's more about, um, you know, it, it, it's more about what I want versus what my neighbor wants, what I think should happen versus what my neighbor thinks should happen. And it really breaks down into that, 
private so you know we're a county built around protection of private property rights mm-hmm. and at the end of the day whose private property rights matter more mm-hmm. and that, i think that's that's the issue so are my private property rights more important or yours when we're both sitting here side by side mm-hmm. and and we will hear from someone well i was here first so i'm more important is that true i mean I, that's the real issue is is it first in time, first in right? Is it I was here first? Is it, um, you know, I have more land? I, I, there's always this dichotomy there. And in actuality, it all matters. And our job is to figure out how to balance that. And if we're doing it well, the issue of having a winner and a loser would be less of an mm. issue. I'm not saying it would, be, would go away but it becomes less of an issue. But I think that we are in the place we are in when it comes to land use in Delta County because we have a system today that is trying to value private property rights, but it can't define whose are more important. Mm. So everybody's are more important. And, and we're, you know, wow. how, do you, how do you sort that out? Wow, that's really interesting. Um, That is a problem.